Hey, it's Carver Harrison. Welcome back to my technology show. If you didn't catch the last episode, you can check it on my website, dorper.me. I post the old episodes there. That's D-O-R-P-E-R.me. But without further ado, we should just get right into the tech news. So first of all, I saw this uh, news story. It's HTTP3, Hypertext uh, Transfer Protocol version 3. We just had HTTP2. Um, and now we're getting three. I don't know why they're doing this. I'm guessing it's not because they really have a major issue they need to fix. Seeing that uh, it was Cloudflare that is pushing this on people. Seeing that they're the only one, apart from Google, to actually have a server which supports HTTP3. And that um, server can only be run on a Rust. On Rust, so you need to have uh, your server software compatible with Rust if you want to actually be able to use HTTP three. So a lot of differences are between HTTP two and HTTP three. So an example of this is that HTTP is actually usually over TCP, uh, which is the traditional way you would do it. And the difference between that and the new one is that HTTP3 uses something called QUIC, which is, I don't know what the acronym is, but it has something to do with UDP, which is a different protocol, meaning that they're making HTTP no longer a, a, a TCP protocol, which is kind of odd, seeing that it's always been TCP, and that might cause issues because I'm pretty sure that most people... Um, when they wrote their software, expected HTTP to be over TCP, not UDP. But um, it's pretty new, and they're already pushing on people. By them, I mean Cloudflare. Uh, they're saying that you should immediately go to their website, enable it, and run your site through Cloudflare's proxies, because that's how they make money somehow. I have no idea. But it can't be good if it's free. I guess maybe they sell data. They say they don't, but... I don't really trust Cloudflare. Cloudflare, the same company that was okay with ISIS having their uh, websites hosted on Cloudflare. But if someone was to make a like anti-Semitic uh, website and put it on Cloudflare, oh, that's a no-no. ISIS, yes. Nazis, no. Kind of double standard, but okay. But HTTP3, the only browser that supports it is Chrome Canary. So that's not even the beta version of Chrome. That's like the way past beta, extremely beta version of Chrome. So, yeah, I wouldn't suggest switching it right now. Right now. So, it uses Quick. It's HTTP over Quick. They renamed it to HTTP3. That's a mouthful to say, even if it's shorter than HTTP over Quick. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Seeing that it's only been four years since HTTP2 came out, and that was apparently a big disaster with people saying that it was not as good as HTTP 1. People saying this is better. Uh, I'm thinking, so, I, I, I'm not thinking this, but someone else said this on a comment. It's that uh, big companies like, I think, like Google and Cloudflare, the reason they're doing this is not because it actually makes the internet better. It's so it's more complicated to host your own website because they're like pushing uh, TLS a lot of SSL certificates, which are a pain, a real pain to actually set up if you don't know what you're doing. Unlike just plain HTML, not HTML, plain HTTP server. So with all this extra UDP stuff, more port options, having to 
actually use an entirely different system, low support. They're probably trying to just push everyone onto using someone else's service instead of hosting it themselves. Which I can see why they're doing that, because that's how they make their money. And so quick, quick. They say it's just for latency. It, it, it removes latency. That's why they're using UDP, because it's low latency. You know what else removes latency? Removing all this JavaScript they keep putting in the websites and all these images. Look, if you if you save uh, 100 nanoseconds because of um, UDP over TCP, but then you're spending 20 minutes downloading a, a 7 gigabyte JavaScript file, what even is the point? It's pretty weird why they do this. It's just kind of... They seem like they want people to be like confused or just like slow down the browsing experience by adding all this dumb stuff in. But then they say, oh, we're making it faster by removing like the very small thing. It's like focusing on the, the less important issue instead of going after the big issue, which is they're putting like, tons and tons of JavaScript in their websites. Yeah, so you can see um, how there is extremely low adaptation of, of Quick. So 55.9% of Quick websites use Lightspeed, which was one of the first, well, the first um, commercial, well, I guess, yeah, commercial server, HTTP server to support Quick. And it's not actually that you use that much. I could look up right now um, how many people use uh, Lightspeed. Uh, let's see, currently light speed, okay, it doesn't really tell me, but, yeah, I, I know for a fact that it's pretty much no one. I use, like, Wapalizer, and everyone uses Nginx, or, uh, it's Apache, but, yeah, so, and then the other 43.7% is Nginx, so, basically, they're, um, it's all just a ploy, no one's actually using this stuff, I'm pretty sure Google might just derank people, uh, based on not using their new standard which is overcomplicated, and basically is solving a non-issue, which is the 5 nanoseconds of delay between using TCP and UDP multiple connections. Yeah, so that's enough about the new HTTP3, HTTP quick, quick, whatever you want to call it. Let's get right into ES2019, ECMA script uh, 2019, which is basically the new version of JavaScript. So they added a chaining operator, which is basically, um, uh, let's see, what do you, how would I even describe it? It just means that if you have, let's say, A and then A dot B dot C, you could just put A question mark dot B question mark dot C, and it's like an and statement. It's kind of weird. Yeah, you could look it up. It's called a chaining operator. So... Uh, another thing they added, which is actually pretty good, uh, catches binding is now optional. Well, it's not really that good when you think about it because it kind of removes the point of catch and encourages bad code. So pretty much you can just put all the, uh, just hope there's not an exception. If there is, just put a try catch in it and discard everything. Another thing they added is pipelining. Like before, um, what they would, what would happen is like in uh, jQuery, they would do like something like pipelining, but they would have it so it would, when you call, let's say, .html return uh, the same element that was called using it. So if you did a .html whatever, it would return a instead of like true or something. I mean, you could chain things, but now it's just pipeline. So 
means you can send it to one function then the then to an X in another which is basically the same thing but in a different syntax he also did flattening of arrays so you can take a big multi-dimensional array press a few buttons uh, not buttons write a few uh, some code I think it's a flat function and it just flattens it down to a single array which is pretty nice but then some guy wants to make JSON a superscript of ECMA script I don't know why they're doing this uh well I do actually but I don't know why it's important ECMA script claims here's what they said on their website ECMA claim, script claims JSON is a subset of JSON.parse but as has been well documented, that is not true because JSON strings cannot contain, get this, the unescaped uh, U plus 2028 character, which is the line separator, and U plus 2029, which is the paragraph separator characters, while ECMA scripts cannot. That's right. Because it can't contain two characters, they have to remake the entire uh, subset of JSON so it can't actually contain these two characters. I can see it kind of makes sense because you want to be able to throw it into json.parse and it work as a string, but when was the last time? I have never heard of this character line separator before now. Apparently, it's like uh, the BR tag in HTML. It's an actual line break as opposed to pressing enter on the keyboard, which is just new line or character turn. It actually means a physical new line on the screen. Not to use with a new line when you press the enter key. I know it's complicated. And the paragraphs separator, which exists for some reason. I don't know what's the point of it. Probably because some document language used it at one point. So, ECMA script 2019, good. Whatever this ECMA JSON thing, kind of weird. I don't see the need for it. Unless you're uh, throwing in line separators into JSON strings, which uh, doesn't really make sense. And basically, there's no difference between having this and not having this as a subset because no one's actually going to be using, if they're using JSON with JavaScript, there's not going to be, no one's going to be using line separators unless they're like doing it in Python or something, which then I could see the use. But just in uh, JavaScript, it's not going to work, but in Python, it might work. So you're telling me we have to remove features that could be possible in other languages because one language just can't support two characters? Kind of weird to me. So, next story. We got V. The V programming language. Not to confuse with what they do not want it to be called. VLang. I don't know why. Their GitHub page is VLang slash V. Their website's VLang.io. Probably because they couldn't afford V.io. It's some guy that tried to make a programming language. Uh, it's been in alpha for the past uh, 700 years, apparently. I don't really get why people are so obsessed with this new language like the best thing since sliced bread or something because uh it's not really that good it's actually pretty bad i've looked at some of the code there's some jokes about commits i uh, like hard coding if this string is equal to print line then uh do then write this token uh, instead of doing it in a sane way which is having a doing it like with tokenizers and stuff, just checking if the string is equal, hacks everywhere. It doesn't actually compile, it compiles to C for some reason, which kind of makes uh, its claim that it can compile directly to source as the same spe speed of C as completely impossible. 
because it has to compile to C first and then then compile into x86 uh, machine code. So I don't know how that's possible. I guess they might have a secret x86 compiler, um, but I doubt it because I don't really know if he knows x86 assembly or not. But everyone keeps saying, well, it's an alpha. It's not like you're paying for it. It's just work in progress, WIP. Well, it turns out people are paying real money for this. His Patreon is making $462 a month. If you're claiming your project's not even like good enough to be criticized because it's an alpha, you should stop asking for money and if you don't want criticism, or maybe not post it if it has so many bugs. It also claims that there would be no null in the language, which is kind of really just dumb because it means you have a very low understanding what null actually is. Null is just the number zero in the uh, in C. It's just a point. It's just I think it's uh, zero casted to avoid pointer is the definition of it. So saying there's no null is like saying how do you make an uninitialized pointer? It must be impossible in V. Are you going to set it to zero? Well, no, you have to set it to something. It's just weird. I think they're actually taking back. They're saying that they would do that. Um, that they would actually have no null, which I can see that's a good thing because I have no idea how you're supposed to implement pointers without null or like zero or something. Are they gonna? They would have to ban zero. You're saying it has garbage collection or whatever. Yeah, garbage collection in a low-level language. That's going to end up great. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, so this V language, it's a lot like C on its surface. I can give them props for somehow figuring out how to fit the entire compiler into one C file when it's compiled. But then again, it's compiled to one C file, so it's the world's worst code when you look at it. And a lot of the code is just smushed in there with no like new files for different uh, features, which I can see as actually pretty, pretty much an issue because it might, must be really hard to read. The guy gets made fun of a lot. It's kind of mean to him, but he is asking for money, a lot of money for his project, his pet project, which isn't that good. Yeah. So that's about all I have to talk about today. Thank you for listening to my show. If you didn't uh, hear my last show, you can check it out at dorper.me. That's D-O-R-P-E-R dot M-E. Next episode will be at Sunday, 12 o'clock noon. Thank you for watching this been watching. Thank you for listening. This has been Carver Harrison with my technology show. Here's some music. <laughs>